Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hello, and welcome once again to History Dweebs. I'm Tim, and today's topic is, um, our topic today is on serial killers Otis Toole and Henry Lee Lucas. They were friends, serial killers, lovers, and um, probably their most famous victim was young Adam Walsh. So we're going to talk about him, we're going to talk about Otis and Henry Lee. Um, But first, um, let me introduce our panel. We have with us the very delightful, very faithful, gentle, happy, and jolly... Brown hair beauty, Brandy. How what? are you today, Brandy? Do you have a list of adjectives She's none here? of those things. They're I don't like any of that. that. Jolly makes me sound like Santa Claus. But how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm wonderful. And we're joined, as always, with the chubby... <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Hollow and... Soulless. Um, Soulless. Soulless and the... Um, Void of life. Uh, teeny Tiny, oh. the Honorable Charles Beauregard Hawkwaters III, affectionately known as the Southern Gentleman. How are you today, Colonel? I'm I'm doing very well today, Timmy. Thank you. And I would I would like to ask our listeners when you uh, leave some comments, would you please just once in a while mention the devil over here, or maybe Timmy, because everybody always says, "Oh, I love the Colonel," and. They're getting. You can tell. You can hear it coming out of their voices. They're getting a little, a little petty, a little envious. A little we jealous. had some very nice uh, comments on um, iTunes, and it was. Do you remember the name of the? We had Aaron the Queen. Now she left a very, very nice uh, message. Yes, thank you, Aaron. Taking um, time to do that. And uh, and and history hunk left us no, a comment. No, he did not. He did. He did not. He did. Because that is you. No, he's history. He, he's I, I am. T- no, I left a comment as Bob the History Temp. Yeah. So, but, <laughs> but History Hunk. History Hunk. This is, was History Hunk. Is not you. History Hunk is not me. We okay. I, we have gone. You can apparently only leave one message, or one yeah. review. So, yeah, but didn't didn't Renee leave one? Yeah, that's what Renee's going to leave about me. Yeah. Okay. But we would really appreciate it if any of you listen on iTunes that you leave us a, a, a review. A real review. A real review because that's how we get um, get our, um, that's how people find us on History Groups. And Aaron the Queen, I, I just want to throw this out because Aaron the Queen said, you know, I really like, and this is a coincidence, I, I really like when he talks about Ted Cruz. Yeah. 
And, you know, the debates, if anybody watched the debates, Ted Cruz was talking about the Iran deal. This is the second GOP debate. Second Republican debates. And, you know, that I decided on my own not to take part in because I didn't want to be on the stage. I mean, a lot of people just... And you're not a Republican. And I'm not a Republican. You wasn't invited. I'm a Republican. And you weren't invited. They're trying to keep me out. Well, they were pretty uh, successful. But anyway, I, I, you know... Socialist. I follow him around on the trail. Communist. Ted Cruz says Libertarian. That he is going to, uh, first day in office, That's he's going fine. to tear up the Iran nuclear deal. Yeah. Is this so, going somewhere? Because it we is. Because a very long podcast. Because me and Marco Rubio put him up to saying that. We told him, you know, you don't like this? Just say it was first day in office. Because I don't think Mr. Cruz, Senator Cruz, understands that's not really how things work. See, if I go home and tear up my mortgage. Well, it's no take backs. I still have a mortgage. Yeah. Yeah, it's no take And we back. just said, no, just tear it up. Okay. And he's, Ted Cruz thinks that you can just tear it up and the agreement doesn't exist. You didn't anymore. really think this one through, did you? Hey, Jamie's here. It doesn't. And we're joined with, we have a live studio audience of today. Of one. Of one. Jamie, uh, would you like to applause? Thank you for joining us, Jamie. Young Jamie is sitting in and uh, listening to our podcast. So thank you for joining us. Um, and, okay, so we have any other thing we need to do? We're ready to go roll. We've got to give a shout-out to Dottie Scott. Okay. Hi, Mom. Okay. Uh, and to Casey, uh, Brandy's brother. Are we still doing that? Yes. We're still inviting Casey to come in and do a podcast with us. So, uh, But let's move on uh, to Otis Tool and Henry Lee Lucas. Of course, those were the, uh, are the topic. Uh, these are the topic of our podcast today. They're two serial killers from the 1970s and 1980s. Uh, their uh, Otis Tool's most famous victim is that uh, was uh, a young guy, young a young child named Adam Walsh. And if that name sounds familiar to you, you may be familiar with his father, John Walsh, who was the host of the TV show America's Most Wanted that ran on um, forever. Yeah, nineteen eighty eight to two thousand twelve. That was that's a pretty long run. Um, he became a um, the host of the show, after becoming a well-known victim's advocate, uh, he became a victim's advocate after the death, uh, the kidnapping and death of his son Adam. And so that's going to we're going to talk about that um, incident, and that'll lead us into our serial killers, Otis Toole and Henry Lee Lucas. Adam Walsh um, was a young boy. He was um, in on July twenty seventh, nineteen eighty one. Um, he was with his mom at a mall in Hollywood, Florida, which is just right outside of Miami. And his mom was um, looking at some lamps. And young Adam, um, who was just, um, I think he was like 13 at the time. No, I'm sorry, he was like 7 at the time. Um, was playing on Atari. Remember how they used to set up the Atari stations in the stores? They still do. Yeah. Well, Atari. Not so much Atari. Okay, Xbox maybe. Yeah. But um, it, it, they set the, the stations up, uh, and kids would, you know, play, you know, while they're waiting on their moms or whatever shop, they would play the, the games. And uh, Adam, young Adam, seven years old, was in, the, um, was in the store, and he was waiting to play on the Atari game. So his mom stepped away to go to look at some lamps, and then when she came back, Adam was gone, and he's never been seen since. Um, what happened um, in, the, in the original investigation, um, uh, 
a lot of focus originally was on his father, John Walsh, um, but uh, the police quickly ruled him out as, uh, as a suspect, and their leads kind of ran um, cold. Uh, Adam was never found. However, his head was found. He had been decapitated, and um, they had no uh, real evidence, no clues as to who committed this um, crime. But um, how he ended up out um, to leaving the store was that he was him and some other boys were waiting in line to play this Atari game, and uh, some of the kids got impatient. There was a ruckus. And so the store manager came over and ran the kids off. Uh, so instead of speaking up, Adam just, um, you know, he was shy, and they, ran, they, they, they made him leave the store. And uh, when he left the store, um, he was evidently picked up by this Otis Tool. Now, Tool was never charged with this murder, but he did confess to it. Um, and as well as um, up to 200 other murders, although they're not sure how many of those are, were actually um, committed by Tool um, or Lucas. But he was... Um, he confessed to the um, murder of young Adam, and um, his, the body of young Adam was never found. Like I said, his head was found sometime later in a canal. Some fishermen found it near, um, near Hollywood, um, Florida. But um, Tool confessed to this crime, uh, and he says he used a machete to decapitate Adam. He wanted to, he, when he confessed, he said he wanted to um, make Adam his own son. He had uh, offered Adam some candy and toys to get in the car. Uh, Adam did, and as he pulled away, he started to panic, and then he started hitting Adam, and he choked him until he, until he strangled him to death, and then uh, he decapitated Adam to... Um, to uh, hide it from the police, tossed the head out into the canal. But um, like I said, the body, his body has never been found. Um, and he never really could give a good explanation for where the body was at. No, no. And like I said, he recanted this confession. Mm-hmm. Uh, he recanted this confession. And they made a, him and Lucas, we, we'll get into both of those in a bit, they had. Um, confessed to a lot of different crimes in that area. Freaks. Yeah, and some of them were, they had good information about, and if the police think that it was, you know, they were really the uh, um, perpetrators, but there was other crimes where they felt that uh, they were just making it up. But the Adam uh, Walsh case, the police are pretty confident that O'Toole was involved in that. There was some speculation that Jeffrey Dahmer may have been involved in it. Uh, Dahmer had been living in Miami at the time, uh, which is only 20 miles um, from Hollywood, Florida. Uh, and two witnesses placed uh, Dahmer at the shopping mall on the day that Adam was abducted. One of the witnesses claimed to have seen a strange man walking in a toy department store where Adam was. And the other said he saw a young man blonde, uh, with blonde hair uh, throw a struggling child into a blue uh, a blue van and, and take off. Both witnesses. I think I didn't do anything. Yeah, I don't know. I don't. I don't have no. Yeah, I didn't see any research on what they, they yeah. did. But both witnesses recognized the man later on when they saw pictures of Jeffrey Dahmer, and they they said that that was you know when they saw his picture in the newspaper, they said that that 
was the guy they saw. After he killed all those people? Yeah. After the yeah. whole thing and wherever, Minnesota? And Dom, yeah, uh, Wisconsin. Whatever. And Dahmer, at the time, was working in a delivery shop uh, yeah, in the Miami okay. area, and it, it was a blue van, so he was driving a blue van. Um, but Dahmer, uh, uh, Dahmer d- denied it. Um, he, you know, he, he confessed to a lot of, of murders, uh, but he denied any involvement in the Adam Walsh murder. He said, I, he said, quote, I've told you everything. I've told you how I've killed uh, them. I've cooked them. I ate them. If I, why wouldn't I tell you if I killed uh, Adam? That's a good point. Yeah, so. Well, one of the reasons, though, is Dahmer didn't, I don't believe any of Dahmer's victims were children other than the one that. Um, no, they were just young. Yeah, they were very young, but they were not children. They were young teenagers. Yeah, well, uh, John Walsh, the the father, he's got, he's got standards of Adam yeah. of Adam Walsh. Doesn't believe that Donner had anything to do with it, and the police that at the time didn't um, they ruled him out as a suspect. Just kind of interesting that he was in that area at the same time that this occurred. Must be a lot of serial killers down there in Florida. Dude, Florida's a, bre- a breeding I, I, ground. Yeah, oh, it's like Washington State. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah, yeah, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting yeah. a serial killer. Yeah. So anyway, um, the police finally closed this case in 2008, pretty confident that Tool was the... um, Tool. Yeah, he was the Tool. Tool was the killer of young Adam Walsh. Um, When Tool died, and Brandy will get into more on Tool in a minute, but when he died, he made a confession, deathbed confession, to his niece that he, in fact, did... Uh, even though he recanted his confession of killing Adam Walsh, that he indeed was the person that uh, kidnapped, decapitated, and decapitated young uh, Adam Walsh. So that is probably their most fam- the most famous victim of Otis Toole and Henry Lee Lucas, but uh, we'll get into some more. Why, you know what I never did get, Colonel? What's that, Tim? Why does deathbed confessions carry any weight, more weight than a regular confession. Yeah, you know, I never understood that either because if you're having a halfway decent time on your deathbed, you load it up with drugs. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean yeah. I mean, you could be. I mean, you could be under influence of narcotics or whatever, but it, it does seem... I don't. I never could understand why... I guess you have nothing else to lose. They figure you're going to be honest. But, but, but does... It carry. It seems to carry a lot more weight than it should. I think. Yeah. I mean, not not necessarily in this case because I think the guy did it, but I mean, like on some ca- other cases. Where like people say they're going to get closer to the Lord and they're going to clear the con. Well, how are you going to get closer to the, to the Lord? There, you, you killed a little boy. Yeah, maybe once you're confessing, you. I, mean, I, don't know. I don't know. I think it's if you're a serial killer and you kill two hundred people, it's probably a little bit too late to seek forgiveness. But anyway, let's talk about Otis Tool. Your yes. young Brandy. Let's talk about Otis. Otis Elwood Tool. Elwood. 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 What a great Jake. Name. Jake was. Yeah. Did he have a brother, Jake? Yeah. With the Blues no. Brothers. There he was. A mission from God. I don't think they were on a mission from God though. Okay. A mission from Satan. So he was. He actually Otis ended up being convicted of six counts of murder. Uh, like his companion Henry Lee Lucas, which, as we all know, when you have three names, you're a serial killer automatically. Yeah. I mean, this is the amazing thing about this podcast. We have, we've been going to discuss three serial killers. Henry Lee Lucas, O'Toole, and we just talked about Jeffrey Dahmer. I mean, We're amazing. Yeah, three serial killers for the price of one. Wow. The trifecta. The trifecta, yeah. yeah. We are amazing. Okay. 
So, Toole made confessions that he later recanted, but resulted in his murder convictions. He received two death sentences, but on appeal, they were commuted to life in prison. He died in his cell of cirrhosis. I bet he took to the drink. Uh, at 49. The devil juice. At 49, he, di- he died of cirrhosis. Although, Timmy, when he makes notes, can't spell cirrhosis. So it's very stressful for the rest of us. Look, here's the thing. I am the one who writes the script. Am I not? But that's actually how you spell cirrhosis. Thank you, Charles. I don't know that it is. I believe it is. And by the way, I I do spell check, so. I don't care what you do. That looks jacked up. Spell it for the audience. Well, I can't spell it, but I don't don't (laughs) think it's that. So how do you know that I cannot? I know a great many things. All right, go ahead. Back to Henry or Otis. Otis too. And Otis spells his name. Otis. He spells his name O-T-T-I-S. Like Otis. I don't think I think, you know what the problem is? I don't think his parents knew how to spell. There's a lot going on here. Yeah. Right, yeah. The spelling didn't. of his name was the least of his problems. <laughs> probably right. So he, they, police attributed the murder of Adam Walsh to um, to him based on a recanted statement. Oh, wait, based on his confession, which he later recanted, right? Based on, on the basis of recanted statements. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Lucas Backtool's confession to the Walsh murder, claiming that he'd been in possession of the victim's severed head. Which is obviously something that you should brag about. I think they met on SerialKillerMatch.com. I think they did, too. Quick question. I don't understand taking a baby's head like that. Uh, there was Quick question yeah. about language. Uh, what is the difference between recanting and decanting? Decanting lets wine breathe. <laughs> Recant- That's a good question, Charles. Recanting is yeah. take back. I, I don't know what canting is. But you know what? You never get us off track. Yes, you do. Canting, you know exactly what canting is. Canting is when somebody just goes around all the time going, yeah, I can't do that. So that's what canting is. Okay, got it. Yeah. It's a very negative individual. So Otis Elgin. Don't have that can-do attitude. They really don't. Can-do attitude. Otherwise they'd be canning. Yeah. When they recant. Yes. Otis Elwood Tool. Sometimes, it doesn't matter. Okay, was born and raised in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, Tool's mother was abusive. And <laughs> this Tool, is not funny. It's not. Tool claimed that she would dress him in girls' clothes and call him Susan. Well, Later. I'd rather. Did she spell Susan right? Yeah, 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 we got that. We got that. <laughs> it's spelled S U S S A N, did she? Right. Susan. His father was an alcoholic and he abandoned the family. Otis claimed that as a young child, he was a victim of sexual assault and incest at the hands of many close relatives and acquaintances, including his older sister and next-door neighbor. Now, here's my question with that. I recognize the fact that there are people that are abused. Well, I'm glad you recognize that. Shut up. That are abused, sexually abused, and it's horrible and it's awful. But if you ever notice that, you know... Especially with serial killers, it's never like one person. Like they're so irresistible to everyone as a child. I think they just live fucking. Well, I think lives. they live in in dysfunctional environments yeah. where. Well, obviously, but how dysfunctional? How dysfunctional can an environment be if you are abused by every single family member? If if your mom dresses you and where are children's services? Yeah. 
It's your a, mom dresses you up. It's a boy named Sue. It's just trying Johnny Cash song stuff. Mm-hmm. Right. No, I. I mean, all these all these serial killers we do. It's almost always just like repeating the same and thing. I, and I want to be very very clear that I, it's not that I am not taking this this uh, this topic seriously because what happened to Adam Walsh was horrible. But I refuse to give respect to the people that do it. So anytime I have a chance to make fun of a serial killer. Well, and plus you're talking about, I mean, in reality, Florida is the deep south. In reality. It's the deep yeah. south. Can't, can't get any deeper unless you're in Cuba. You know, he's, he's having that. incest with his sister, and I don't know that they would call that, I think a lot of times they call that courting down there. Thursday. Court. I think it's well. Never mind. But, okay. Yeah. People so, transplant to Florida. So here we go. This is how jacked up this guy's life. Susan. claims his life was. Susan. Yeah. Boy named Sue. Did he identify as Susan? No. No. Okay. Okay. So, so we have that his mother dressed him in girls' clothes and called him Susan. His father was an alcoholic that abandoned him. He was molested by many close relatives and acquaintances that included his older sister and a next door neighbor. He claimed his maternal grandmother was a Satanist who exposed him to various Satanic practices and rituals. Damn Satanist, man. This poor son of a bitch had to hate Christmas. (laughs) Thanksgiving Uh, was a bear. uh, Let's see. Satanic practices and rituals, including self-mutilation and grave robbing. Mm. And she dubbed him the devil's child. She was right. She was wrong. Uh, Tool claimed this abuse began when he came out as gay to his family. He also, he also, he was often designated as suffering from mild mental retardation. Why are you laughing with at that? That's IQ horrible. IQ seventy five. I'm sorry. I, I, no. mean, I mean, I, I know he did terrible things, but it, I mean, that does sound like a hellacious. And he had epilepsy. Oh, poor guy. But how much of this is true? We don't know because he lies. That's the thing. I don't know. I think that that that, yeah epilepsy. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not disputing epilepsy per se. I'm just saying how much of this is true because he lies constantly. He yeah. could have been raised in but you, but you do upstate know. New York. Yeah, by, but, you, but you know when we do, every time people. every time we do these serial killers, they always have a screwed up childhood. They probably you know he probably was raised just as normal as anybody else. Susan. Susan, yes. <laughs> yeah, it was, being put in a dress as a child is not really normal, but... That's your problem. Well, if, unless you're a girl. Yeah, unless better. you're a girl, yeah. I, did, I didn't like it. <laughs> okay. All right, so what else right. about Otis? So, throughout his childhood, he ran away from home. Shocker. And often... Yeah, I would have, too. Well, I know. <laughs> and if all this stuff is true, then this... In my dress. My <laughs> high heels, I mean. If right all, down the driveway. If all this he stuff is true... He walked very slowly and gingerly away from home, apparently, if, if every relative was taking a shot yeah. at him. So, if all of this is true, then he didn't have a shot in hell. No. And the state... Dropped the ball on rescuing him. But this was a long time ago, though, that were. Wasn't that long ago. Have, well, know, 60s, right? No, no, 70s. No, when was he born? When was Otis born? Uh, I don't have that information, and I don't know why. Oh, disgusting. Okay, so he ran away from home. He was a serial arsonist from a young age and was sexually aroused by fire. Who well, I can say, you know, I can say, don't, don't, don't say that bad. Don't Who don't that. like a good fire? <laughs> uh, Tool claimed he was forced to have sex with a friend of his father's when he was five. He felt he knew he was gay when he was 10 and claimed to have had a sexual relationship with a neighborhood boy when he was 12. 
He dropped out of school in the ninth grade and began visiting gay bars. Uh, like, Tool, Tool was born in 1947. Yeah, so about 12. Oh, That's so he was old. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so you don't right. have social services. Oh, well, I thought that he was. Well, yeah, you did. but yeah, but they tried to cover it up, yeah. too. But anyway, plus if you, back then, if you was poor, nobody cared about you, really. So, but here's like, my they question: do now. Yeah, cares like they do now. Now. Yeah. yeah. So, but here's my question: So he dropped out of school and began visiting gay bars. Was that in lieu of school? He be- began visiting gay bars. Maybe a break. Yeah. Uh, let's see. He also claimed to have been a male prostitute as a teenager, and he became obsessed with gay pornography. The colonel has that problem. Oh, he does. He's looking it's at ridiculous. his phone. He's on his phone right not, now. It's ridiculous. Do not sully. He's on Tool, the phone. do not sully gay porn. <laughs> uh, Tool claimed to have committed his first murder at age 14 when, after being propositioned for sex by a traveling salesman, Tool ran over the salesman in his own car. I'm so glad they don't have them fucking traveling salesmen anymore. Because I know. See, I missed the traveling salesmen. You but, missed the jokes. But I like the, I like the, I also like the Jehovah Witnesses showing up at my door on Saturday, too. Yeah, well, why don't you tell them where you live and they'll show up. They, oh, they know. They come over my house every, know, every other Saturday. I know. In 1976, Tool met Henry Lee Lucas at a Jacksonville soup kitchen, and they... Oh, soon, they didn't meet on SerialKiller.com. Surprisingly. Yeah. Uh, and they soon developed a, <laughs> a soup kitchen. They soon developed a sexual relationship. They were lovers. They were lovers. That's where I go to pick up all my lovers. The soup, soup kitchen. kitchen. Well, yeah, the boy ain't that high. Yeah. Tool later claimed to have accompanied Lucas in 108 murders. I caught what you said, smartass. Uh, in on January 4th, 1982, Tool barricaded 64-year-old George Sonnenberg in a boarding house where he was living in Jacksonville and set the house on fire. Sonnenberg died a week later of injuries he sustained in the fire. In April of 1983, Tool was arrested for an unrelated arson incident in Jacksonville. For that crime, he was sentenced to 20 years in prison. Do you think he pleasured himself when he set these fires? Oh, he was standing across the street. Across the street? He was probably, like, really close. He might have been close, but... Uh, let's see. While in custody, Tool confessed to killing George Sonnenberg. He signed a confessing stating that he and Sonnenberg had begun a sexual relationship. They were lovers. They were lovers. Because evidently, this guy is just irresistible. <laughs> I mean, just he's, caution to yeah, the wind. He's just a horn dog. Caution to the wind, irresistible. You think it was, they got caught up in the uh, passion and then set the house on fire? I hope they was having this responsible sex. is getting more ass in a McDonald's toilet seat. That's what's well, going on for him. Getting his, well, well, whatever. We don't know. We don't know. So, we don't. We don't know what his preferences are, other than that he will sleep with apparently anyone, and he meets at a soup kitchen or elsewhere. Well, but anybody will sleep with him. Yeah, he's irresistable. He is. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so they began the sexual relationship. They and had, if you see his picture, you can you know he's irresistible. Well, obviously, uh, the two had an argument, and <laughs> Tool lit his home on Sonnenberg's home on fire. You don't fuck with him, man. Yeah, he's going to light your shit on fire. Two months later in June, his accomplice, Henry Lee Lucas, was arrested for unlawful possession of a firearm. It was then it was then that Lucas began bolster, boasting about the murderous rampage orchestrated by the two. At first, Tool had denied involvement, but later began backing up Lucas's confession. Lucas also backed Tool's confession about the murder of young Adam Walsh. Other, others cast doubt on these claims. 
journalist Hugh Ainsworth and others investigated for articles that appeared in the Dallas Times-Herald. See, you know what? Something that I forgot to mention, Brandy, in that Adam Walsh case mm-hmm. is when the cops pulled him over. I don't know if you're, you may get to this, and I'm just stealing your thunder. But they lost they lost his car. They lost. They had clothing in the car. They lost all that evidence. Yeah, I don't know. How did you lose a car? I don't know. They really bumbled, they really bumbled the, the first thing he said was, "I didn't kill Adam Walsh." Yeah. Who's Adam Walsh? Who's Adam Walsh? Yeah. I didn't kill. I wasn't nothing about that. What me? Yeah, and they said, sir, it, we just stopped you because your tail light's out? Yeah. <laughs> Good, because it wasn't me. Yeah, it wasn't me. Uh, let's see. Uh, it was calculated that Lucas would have had to use his 13-year-old Ford station wagon to cover 11,000 miles in one month to have committed the crimes police attributed to him. Yeah, they were saying they killed people all over the place. No. Uh, Lucas began, became widely regarded as a compliant interviewee who was used by police to clear up unsolved murders that he had not been involved in, aided by Tool giving false statements in collaboration. During Tool's trial for murdering George Sonnenberg, Tool claimed that he did not light the home on fire and only signed the confession so he would be extradited back to Jacksonville. Well, that's a way to get a vacation. Well, sure. On April 28th of 1984, a jury found Tool guilty of first-degree murder and sentenced him to death. Later that year, Tool was found guilty of the February 1983 strangulation murder of a 19-year-old Tallahassee, Florida woman and received a second death sentence. On appeal, however, both sentences were commuted to life in prison. After his incarceration, Tool pled guilty to four more Jacksonville murders in 1991 and served four more life sentences. On October 21st, 1983, while in prison for two unrelated murders, Tool confessed to the 1981 murder of six-year-old Adam Walsh. A few weeks after Tool made the confession, however, police investigating the case announced that they had lost Tool's impounded car and machete. It's just yeah. gone. Yeah, I used to, I mean, you know, his car. I, mean, I can see losing a machete, but you lose the car and the machete? You know what, though? Here's the thing. It's on eBay, I bet. It's oh, I on bet. eBay. It's on what? eBay. Okay. Here's the thing, though. That you have to know first of all that that is going to be a a a huge case. It's going to get a lot of publicity. It's going to get it. Really, you lost it, like. Well, did yeah, but did they they didn't have any ties to him when they first pulled him over? They didn't know that he was. Then why did they have his shit? Well, I agree. I I think it's a shame that they lost that evidence. And sidebar: if you pull over. If you pull over a car, even if it's for a taillight, and you look in the back and there's a machete. And it has free candy painted on the side. And it has free candy. I don't think it had that. But it it has a machete in there. What? How do you not question that? He's preparing for the zombie apocalypse. I got a machete in my car. preparing for the zombie apocalypse. But where is... I mean, the thing... Where did it go? Someone had to... how does this? How does that not raise somebody's antenna that there's a machete in the back of this car? Apparently, in Florida, it's pretty common to have a yeah. machete in your car. Well, it might be because they have a lot of weeds and snakes and crazy shit that goes critters. on. They got yeah, critters. They got critters. Serial killers. Um, John Walsh, Adam's father, continued to maintain that he believed Tool to be guilty. The police did not reveal any new physical evidence and pointed out that they still had no DNA evidence because you lost the fragging car and the machete and the machete. Tool confessed on that same day he ambushed and killed 46-year-old Joanna Holter in her home while she was attending to groceries 
with the same machete which he used to decapitate Adam Walsh. So there's two murders that they couldn't, they could have had that Because they for. lost the car. And the machete. Well, the machete's in the car, so if you lose the car, it makes sense that one well, would follow maybe, the other. No, maybe they took the machete out of the car and they lost them both separately. They couldn't put together that maybe this machete was something that they shouldn't have had. Anywho. Yeah. In 1984, Tool confessed to two unsolved Northwest Florida slayings, say one of the one of the I-10 murders. What? Yeah, Including one I- of the I-10 murders. During an interview, he admitted to killing 18-year-old David Shallart, a hitchhiker he picked up east of Pensacola. Shallart's body, bearing five gunshot wounds to the left side of his head, was found on February 6, 1980. Tool would later recant his confession of Adam Walsh without any physical evidence prosecution was unable to move forward with the charges. On September 15th in 1996, at the age of 49, Otis Toole died in a Florida State prison of cirrhosis. As his body went unclaimed, he was buried in the Florida State Prison Cemetery. In 2008, 27 years after the 1981 murder of Adam Walsh, authorities officially named Toole as the likely killer. And well, that brings us to Henry Lee Lucas. Well, Henry Lee Lucas was just as strange. And and they, they have a few things in common here. Here's one thing. Now, Henry, his mama was a whore. That's a terrible thing to say. No, she was a whore, and she used to make him watch her have sex with clients. That kind of reminds me of Mary Bell, the child yeah. murderer. Her, her mother did the same thing. She also used to... Uh, Dress him as a girl. She um, called him Susan. Dressed him up. She didn't have a name for him, just Henry, the ugly Henry Yach. Lee in that dress. Um, <laughs> ugly Henry in the dress. <laughs> and uh, Doesn't have a ring to it at all. He used to, Henry liked to have sex with dead animals. Um, he liked to have sex with his half-brother. Now, they must have gotten to a little spat because when Henry was 10, his half-brother... You mean like his brother that is related to him through one of his parents? One of his parents, but yeah, they lived. I together. mean, you're not like half. Like he didn't. Come yeah, in Henry. Half. His dad was a. His dad was alcoholic. His mom was alcoholic. Um, and everybody wanted. And Henry, but in I've seen the pattern here. Brother, they, both, yeah. they both dressed him up as dressed him up as boys. See, now he's having sex with his half brother, but something goes wrong there. Because the brother something goes wrong in that relationship because the half brother stabbed him in the eye and Henry ended up with one glass eye. So this uh, this googly eye he got and his cross dressing, it it caused what Henry described as mass social rejection. And, yeah, I can see that. Something you probably understand, devil. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah I, watch, I watch you go through it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> it makes me sad. That was good. That is good. <laughs> so, uh, so and somebody else later described him as a child who would often get attention by frighteningly strange behavior. He probably popped his glass eye out a lot. He did. And yeah. he probably didn't have a good glass eye where to just roll out. No, no it was probably obvious. I, uh, I had. Keep an eye out for him. I, yeah, well, you know, I was when when I was a kid. Nope. I got oh, I got a job. Go. This didn't happen. No, this actually did happen. I can already tell you this didn't. I happen. got a job. My brother-in-law's company. The first day, he introduces me to a guy named Russ. Old guy. Mm-hmm. Tells me to go meet him back in the Not shed. Russ, friggin' Russ. And uh, 
Russ introduces himself, goes to shake my hand, and on my mama's grave. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Russ's eye fell out and hit the damn table. I hate when that happens. I wasn't to Colonel Dem, but the Colonel Dem near wet himself and passed out. I'd never seen a man's eye fall out before. He just picked it up, spit on it to get it wet again, popped it right back in. What else are you supposed to do with it? Can't put it in there. That's the thing I've seen. I mean, I've seen some some things before, but that's the craziest damn thing. Ten county fairs, I ain't seen nothing like that. No, I ain't never seen like that. Now, so anyway, we got the whore mama. I mean, I would wear a patch because then you're like a pirate. Yeah, but it messes up your depth perception. Um, if you got the glass eye. It messes up when your eye falls out, too. <laughs> well, it does, too, yeah. yeah. Just well, Henry's dad. Now, Henry's dad was an interesting guy, too, because somehow he got his legs severed off in a, in a, in a damn railroad accident. Oh, well, yeah, and that's this hilarious. Is what I always want to know. Because he was gandy okay. dancing. Was now, he a gandy dancer? I, I, and, again, I don't want to get back to a job I had, but, but the colonel, when he was first starting out, coming up, first got married, my, one of my first jobs was repossessing cars. And I've been looking You're for a repo a car. man. I was a repo man. I was looking for a car for a long time. And I remember because this happened on my birthday. Did you happen to take Otis's car? <laughs> I did not. Yeah. I did not. Is that where but it is? Because it's gone. I was looking for a car and I finally got a hold of the guy's parents. And they said, Sir, I do not know where his car is, but he is he is deceased. And he was a young man. And I said, well, I'm sorry to hear that. If you don't mind me asking, how did it happen? You don't mind me asking, where's the car, though? And where's well, the body? I, I did find a car, finally. But I asked, how did this happen, ma'am? And she said, well, him and his best friend got hit by a train walking on the tracks, coming home drunk. Now, well, I had to put the phone down. I was laughing so damn hard. Because the only thing that could pop into my head is... How in the hell do you not hear a train? You know, I mean, you get drunk walking out into an intersection, a car hits you, but a train you can hear from like two miles away, and you stay on the track, the track vibrating and everything else, and you just stand and walking along. Well, there was, it, it, was, me. it was responsible for not drinking and driving. Well, true, but I mean, you're walking on the, on well, the train he tracks. He couldn't drive his car around because Chuck might see it. <laughs> true. <laughs> People would do that. They would switch cars with the cousins and everything yeah. else. Of it. But anyway. Henry Lee Lucas. So he loses his legs in a railroad accident. Was he, a, was he a candy dancer? Not after that. Um, <laughs> and he ended up dying of hypothermia after coming home drunk. And collapsing <laughs> out. Snippy down there. No, he's Henry Lucas was born in Virginia. Oh, okay. Wait. So his father ends up coming home drunk, 
no legs. I guess he's, I don't know what the hell he's Is doing. Is he have like, like one of those so little he, he little carts or something? One of those little skateboard. Yeah, one of those Yeah, little dollies, I guess. Yeah, I don't know what the hell he's He rolled home drunk. He didn't just come home. He rolled home. So he used to sell pencils when I was a kid. You know, guys with no legs, they would sit on the corner mm-hmm. in his little, um, well, skateboard, basically. Yeah. What it was. like Eddie Murphy in uh, Trading Places. Yeah. I have no legs. So anyway, he uh, clink, clink, he clink. collapsed outside during a blizzard and died of hypothermia. Listen to him laughing. So, well, I mean, you got no, I, I mean. Well, what are you expecting to walk home? I mean, <laughs> yeah, I mean, somebody could have given him a poor bastard a ride. I don't know. You know what, I bet he was a dick and nobody wanted to yeah, give him a ride. I, and you know it's hard. It got to be harder than hell. You got one of those carts and you got a blizzard. How are you going to get along? Well, you start sliding. You put well, skis on the bottom of that thing. Well, no. You know what happens is you try to. He, I think he might have rolled, and then just made himself into a snowman. You know how that Could happens. Be, they didn't find him. They didn't the find him until no, the fall. No, yeah, so the fall. So anyway, Henry's up into sixth grade now, and he runs away from home, and he starts drifting around Virginia. Um. So he hightailed it out of there too. Yeah, and he uh, he committed his first murder in 1951 when he strangled a 17 year old girl named Laura Burnsley, who had refused his sexual advances. Now he later retracted that claim. Um, then Henry he made his living really by breaking into houses and things like that, and he got caught, got sentenced to four years in prison in 1954. In 1957, with only a year a year left, and less than that, really, with good behavior, because he not mm-hmm. gotten in any trouble, the dumbass escaped from prison. I yeah. mean, he's, got, he's done three <laughs> years. Right. He's got like a month left. He escaped. So they catch him. He does three more years in prison. That's sort of like Les Miserables. Yeah. So he uh, is he Jean Valjean? He's like Jean Valjean. He 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 was free for three days. There wasn't no murder or looting or anything pillaging going on in those three days, but. They caught him, and he got out in 1959. So he decided to go live in Tecumseh, Michigan, with his half-sister, Opal. Who and a half-brother, a half-sister. Half-brother, half-sister. Now, he was not having sex with Opal. How do um, we know that? Are you sure? Did she go after him? Because he, that seems he said he was doing it, but he recanted. Um, I can't imagine that he would not be telling the truth about that. Now, this is something you'd understand, Timmy. Yes. Um, uh, you'd be really careful. He, around this time... He got engaged to marry a pen pal with whom he had corresponded while incarcerated. Yeah, you would understand. Now yeah, you know, know, back in the day, they did not have the the Facebook and the Twitter Jail and babes. everything else. So you had to have pen pals, right. and uh, and there's a lot of women, a lot of women, and a lot of men who like prison. I mean, me myself. I wouldn't mind a wife that was in prison. I knew where she was all the time. She couldn't tell me what to do. I'd be able, you know what I mean? You know what? In many in. ways, your wife is in prison. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a prison without still, walls. Yeah. No, because she, she the warden of the prison. I'm in the prison. Mm. So anyway. Perspective. This gets interesting right here because this is where Henry crosses. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> this is where Henry crosses a lot. All right. What does he do? Have sex with his half-sister? No. With he, her skull. His, now, his mother is not pleased at all that he's. Sleeping with she, his half-sister? She believes that, uh. There's a lot of that. She believes that... Uh, but his half-brother isn't very pleased either. Oh, I bet not. That's I'm sorry, can I continue, <laughs> Colonel? <laughs> That's his tale. Oh, did you want me to continue? Please, please. Okay. Um, the mother was very upset because she did not feel that this woman 
who was a pen pal, was good enough for her son. She didn't think her half-daughter was good enough for her son? No, the pen pal. No, the pen pal. I think she was jealous. the pen pal was good enough for her son. I think she's jealous. Well, she probably wasn't. Well, she wanted Henry to live in Michigan and take care of her because she was becoming sickly. And uh, he did not want to do that. I so they are. Oh, the mom. Okay, so the mom. She, she's she's a jealous mother-in-law type because she doesn't want Henry to leave her. She wants Henry to stay with her. Stay with her. her. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. So the way Henry solves this, kill his mom. He stabbed his mom in the neck. Yeah, he'll do it. Yeah. Now he solved. He later claimed that she hit him in the head with a broom and it was self defense. Fell on the knife. She didn't die. Um, he said, "All, all I remember this is his story. All I remember was slapping her alongside the neck." Well, he didn't mention he had a knife in his well, hand when he slapped her. Accident. That's what happened. But after, yeah, yeah, I was making a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. But At least he wasn't using a machete. <laughs> he didn't have it. The police lost it. But after that, I did. And I saw her fall and decided to grab her. But she fell to the floor when I went to pick her up. <clears throat> I realized she was dead. Then I noticed on the floor several more that times. I had my knife in my hand. She'd been cut. So, but but she actually hadn't wasn't dead. It wasn't until Opal came back home and uh, she discovered her mother alive in a pool of blood. They called an ambulance. Mama has a heart attack. But Henry, she had a heart attack. Yeah, Henry, the mama has a heart attack. Died on the way to the hospital. So, so she didn't die. Yeah. I, Why are you lying? What the hell are you talking about? So when she came home, she wasn't dead. On the way to the hospital, she died. So now, now, what we got here with Henry is a guy who mama whore, daddy ain't got no legs, died in a blizzard, likes to bang dead possums, and Thanks his half-brothers, only got one eye. He banged animals. He banged dead animals um, and uh, killed his mama. They don't squirm as much. They really do. They don't scratch. <laughs> yeah, they don't. Well, they don't complain. But uh, now, yeah, he's, so Henry he's screwed up puppy. Henry got the hell out of Michigan, took off for Virginia. Then he says he's decided to drive back to Michigan, but actually got arrested in Ohio on the outstanding Michigan warrant. Now he claimed it, it was self defense with his mama, but they rejected it, and he was sentenced to twenty to forty years in prison for second degree murder. But he only served 10. He was released in June 1970. Now, in 70, so for a year, maybe he's clean. And in 71, he tries to, he tries to kidnap three schoolgirls. So he gets five years for that. How do you get five years for attempting kidnapping? Well, after all this record, you got, I mean, jeez. Yeah, how did he get out in Why didn't they throw the whole, Hi, whole library girl. at his ass? Not hey, the little book. girl. You want some candy? Well, that's pretty much what he would do. Yeah. No, he tried to do it at gunpoint. So he, uh, uh, sick, sick, sick. You know, you get more flies with honey. Well, well when he, uh, he, so he's serving a five-year sentence, gets another pen pal. It's a family friend and a single mother. Now, they get married, and he, when he gets released in 1975, he only did four years for this. But he left two years later because his stepdaughter said that Henry was sexually abusing her. And, Bastard. Yeah, so he starts bouncing around between different relatives. He's in West Virginia. He's all over. And uh, you know, I don't think I put him relation. up for a night. Do you? Well, no. He he gets no, another no. girlfriend and has to get kicked out because he starts trying to molest her daughter. Oh. So then he he runs into into Tool here, and uh, they they hook up with. There was three of them actually for a while. They become. It was, it was a school, ne- school, school girl niece 
named Frida Becky Powell, and she had also had um, some intellectual impairment. So they were they were finally is that like she was stupid? Is that what you're saying? She was mildly retarded. Okay. Um, okay. So she was, uh, and if you see pictures of her, she was actually a pretty girl. Um, uh, uh, so now they're a little bit stable. Henry gets a job as a roofer. He's fixing roofs, cars, scavenging scrap, whatever. You know, he ain't. Now, Powell, she ended up getting put in a shelter by the authorities after her mother and grandmother died. But Lucas convinced her to uh, just sneak out of there, and they lived on the road. Eventually, they traveled to California, where they got a job, and the employer's wife asked him to work for the infirm mother of the 82-year-old lady named Kate Rich of Ringgold, Texas. So there in California, they get a job down in Texas taking care of this 82-year-old lady. Now, finally, not finally, but the Rich family, they kick Lucas and Becky Powell out. Um, They've separated from Tool at this time, accusing them of failing to do their jobs and writing checks on our account. So now they're hitchhiking, and they pick up this minister. They get picked up by a minister, I'm sorry. It's a Texas religious commune called the House of Prayer. Mm-hmm. Now, he believes this, this minister believes that Lucas and, and Powell are married. So he finds Lucas a job as a roofer, um, and he lets a couple stay in an apartment at the, on the commune. Now, Bad move. Yeah. yeah. Now, Powell had started to become problematic because she was became argumentative, which, you know, she's a woman, so that's what they're So she started do. having thoughts of her own. Well, no, I mean, you could have, the girl could have lived in a mansion, she could have been eating, Henry could have been feeding her grapes, she'd still become argumentative because she's a woman. Yeah. But anyway, she's homesick for Florida. I don't know what you're saying. And Lucas says, um, well, just, that's how women is. They what are you saying? I mean, like, women are argumentative. That? How are you going to say that it's, about women like, all the time? You just say that we argue constantly. It's like my friend Donald Trump said. you know what? Trump we can't said. argue alone. You have to argue with us. Otherwise, we're just talking to ourselves. You see, I, I think I, she just proved my point for me, didn't she, Tim? Jackass. I think so, yeah. So, anyway, um, once you, you see, what, what, what you don't want to do is be with Henry Lucas and become argumentative. I don't think you want to be with him in any... Well, not, yeah, but... So she leaves so, him... He, who, Henry says he left her at a, at a truck stop down in Bowie, Texas. But he actually killed her. Um, so he confessed to that. And uh, he also killed the the rich lady. That's her name, Rich, That who he was taking care of. Now... He led the the police to the remains of Powell and Rich, although the forensic evidence didn't really prove anything. Um, so, now Lucas is a prime suspect in the in the killing of Rich because Lucas. Here's what happens: he denied involvement. He confessed, denies involvement, but the, he led him to the bodies. Yeah. You know? so, so how do you know where the bodies are? Well, it was a lucky guess. And yeah, this is wow. where it starts to get weird. I mean, again. <laughs> it starts to get weird. Yeah. I mean, he's already banged chickens and whatever, and, but dressed in dresses. I, I wonder when he banged uh, banged a roadkill, if he was wearing a dress or wearing man's clothes. Did he bang roadkill? Well, I wonder so, if he was wearing protection. Uh, I would hope so. Especially if he banged Well, you, you don't want to get one of them. You're down in Texas. You got an armadillo down yeah, there. Yeah, you get feather, feather yeah. stuck to you. It's mm-hmm. gross. 
porcupine? How do you know that? Wait. Wild guess. I have concerns. So now he runs into a Texas Ranger. He's arrested on a charge of unlawful possession of a firearm by a Texas Ranger. These guys you don't want to mess with. Bill Ryan. Walker? Was it Walker, Texas Ranger? Baseball players? What's that? The baseball player? Was he a baseball player? He was a pitcher for the Texas Rangers, Phil Ryan. He was Nolan Ryan's son. It's not true. Um, Walker, Texas Rangers. See, you can't make, you can't, you know, you can't use humor with the colonel because then he just takes it and runs with it. Too far. Too far. I'm just trying to get to a very interesting part of this. God, I wish. We've been waiting. What, if you would remain and let me finish my part here. See, listeners, this is what's happening. The mad because I get the positive reviews on the iTunes. We're mad and because this podcast is going into our Friday evening. We started but at But then noon. let me finish without interrupting me. Yeah, we have spent a lot of time uh, waiting on you today. Well, you know. What do you think about the first female referee in NFL? Well, I just hope she doesn't Nobody get hurt. Nobody cares what you think about it. Finish I just hope she doesn't business. get hurt. That's what I really think. Today. All right. Get back to the story. Um. I, and I believe very soon, oh, in the next Christ five years or so, car. we're going to see serious? the first female playing in the NFL, and it's going to be a kicker. Okay. Um, anyway. Freaking So anyway, he's he's arrested by this Texas Ranger. Now, Lucas says he was treated pretty roughly. He got bullied by inmates. He Juicy tried dude. to kill himself. He claimed police stripped him naked and denied him cigarettes and bedding. Did they and try and sleep with him, too? I don't know if they did or not. Um, poor baby. I'm not really sure where where I was on this point. Where was I now? <laughs> Don't want to look at us. <laughs> We're trying to have been figuring out where you were in the I'm last hour. To, I'm trying to hold a thought and keep a coherent story together. But I know it's hard without your medication. <laughs> <laughs> this is where, after four days, Lucas confessed to the murderer, Rich. Um, and the confession investigators had good reason to believe it was real. So in addition to that, he confessed to killing Powell. Now, he starts confessing to a bunch of unsolved cases. So, like the Kennedy assassination and shit? Just everything. He, Yeah, the Lindbergh I mean, yeah. baby. He had all kinds of shit in there. And he somehow convinces Tool to do the same thing. They think it's a good idea. Yeah. Do we, do well, we know what how he finds out. Or what happened? Did we yeah, they met, at, they, they met at a. Uh, they met at a soup, soup kitchen. kitchen. Oh, that's right. They did meet at you, a soup kitchen and became lovers. You read that. I yes. have. You um, know what? I'm high right now. You just got to leave me alone. All right. Now, some people um, thought that... Now, this Ryan, he thought that Lucas was confessing to many of these crimes to get out of his cell and improve his living conditions. Well, that'll do it. <clears throat> and they did treat a bunch of these things well, as genuine. Guess. So... Now he gets transferred to just a jail in Williamson County, Texas. And in interviews with the Rangers and other law enforcement... You know, if you're going to confess to murders, uh, if you're going to falsely confess to murders, don't falsely confess to murders that occurred in Texas. No, because you're screwed. Yeah, because you're going to get the... You're going to fry You're going to get the the juice there, yeah. yeah. So, anyway, it it was thought that there was a lot of corroboration in his confessions with 28 unsolved murders. So they create this Lucas Task Force. And really what this Lucas Task Force becomes is a way for detectives to clear up every unsolved case they have. Yeah, they get it right. And blame it on him. And they, uh, 
they what they did, what they suspect, and they said they have done, was they was letting Henry look at case files. And then Henry would have information that only the killer would have. And then he'd, That's be, what Henry and then he'd said. be interviewed. About then he'd be interviewed, and then everybody wins. I mean, at one, one point, the, the, the Rangers, um, he confessed to killing somebody that was a man that was supposed to have been a suicide. The insurance wasn't paying the lady, you know, the wife. The, mm-hmm. And he confessed, then the insurance paid. The Rangers go out and have a party at a Holiday Inn, cost the state of Texas $3,000. They had prostitutes, hookers, and everything else. Oh, there. Man. All and, the perks. And, yeah, this Ryan's starting to get aggravated because he believes that really Henry's just calling the shots. He's, he's making stuff the police, up. He's yeah. making stuff up. Um, and Henry later on says, you know, in one instance he explained how he correctly identified a victim in a group photograph through her spectacles. A pair of spectacles were on the table and a crime scene photo showed to him earlier. Um, and, and there's... Henry had just like a... Tool, What's the difference between a, spectacles and glasses? It depends. It really depends. Spectacles are uh, thin, wiry. If they're just the mm-hmm. real tiny thin mm-hmm. ones, they call them okay. spectacles. I thought it was if they didn't have arms, they just sat on your nose. Those were spectacles. No. But if they had the arms on them, then they were glasses. No. All right, continue with Henry Lee Lucas. It's this fascinating conversation, but... Yeah. So anyway, <clears throat> the most... So now you're starting to get people investigating this Lucas task force, the investigators. and um, People are questioning his veracity. Well, because at this point, he's up to over 200 killings. Yeah. Um, and and there, there becomes a point where Henry starts to say he killed 3,000 people, in which he would have had to kill a person every single day, like every day, day yeah. he was out free, and, I mean, these bodies just didn't show up. So um, Henry, and throughout this, you know, they think that while he was confessing to this, you know, he was really, he was just taken from police station to police station. They didn't think he was the threat anymore. He was getting out of his cell. Yeah, he was getting out of his, his cell. Day. He wasn't handcuffed. He knew he wasn't. He, he knew he was in. He's in for life anyway. So yeah, he uh, he even knew in different jails or police stations codes for the security doors. Oh, so I mean, so he's living pretty good as long as he keeps confessing. Keeps confessing. And if you remember Ted Bundy, Ted Bundy when he was about to get put to death in Florida the first time, he confessed to some others and offered to show him where to. Show them where the bodies were, um, and in and, and doing so, what it did is it it just stretched out, and you know they delayed sure. the execution because these people, you know, they they have children that are victims, and they want some closure. Sure, and you don't you don't want to you don't want to execute someone if if you can clear up, you know, have all these unsolved murders that you can clear up, and obviously, you know, it, it was possible that um, some of them were committed by Henry Lee Lucas. Yeah, and he actually, he ends up, and, and like I said, the most when they investigate this task force, the most serious allegation they had against them um, was that they let him read case files on unsolved crimes, and then he'd be able to come up with a, com, a pretty convincing case. But again, is this him saying that? Because, you know, yeah. the question is honesty at this point. Well, yeah, you got you to gotta question anybody's honesty that kills their mama. But, uh, 
But they also, this was said by the police that they uh, they had seen this occur. Mm-hmm. So it it really just discredited everything that he said. So now they they did convict him of eleven homicides. Um, and, and they think was, I one, think he said that they thought he was really responsible for about forty. That yeah, they think he was probably responsible for about forty homicides. Um, and one oddly was a girl that they never could figure out who she was. She was just called Orange Socks, and her body was found on Halloween, nineteen seventy nine. Um, and he was convicted of this, even though a date on a timesheet showed that he was at work in Jacksonville, Florida, at that time. And you know, this girl was killed on Halloween in Texas. He's in know. Jacksonville, Florida, yeah. and he got convicted. So he was he was given death the death sentence for one. Um, and in 1998, he was commuted to life. The sentence was commuted to life in prison by Governor George W. Bush. Why didn't he commute it, you know? Um, primarily, Because his intellectual I think, limitations? Or? I don't think it was that, because Texas did not typically care. And, and, no. You know, we... Again, we tried to stay away from getting political, but when we had um, with Illinois, Amnesty International went in there, you know, about the death penalty, right, and they showed right. the flaws. And they put a Well, a they went to Texas, and, and Texas has the worst system in the world for when you have capital cases. In a capital case where the death penalty is on the table, Texas, the judge who's going to hear the, hear the thing— mm-hmm. Unless you have your own, unless you got the money to pay for your lawyer, mm-hmm. the judge is the one who assigns a lawyer. Mm-hmm. And you, you're going to make a lot of money. You know you're going to get paid for a long time by getting one of these cases. So what you don't want to do is be in there talking off judges. Mm-hmm. So really, it, you know what I mean? It's a, it's a very, very bad system. Amnesty International showed um, George Bush that two... Um, people on death row could not have been, they proved by DNA. Mm-hmm. Well, they did release these people, and they asked Bush, could you put a stay on all executions for six months and let us study, let us look, let us say, make recommendations? Mm-hmm. Bush refused to even talk to him. Good. Um, mm-hmm. Good? Mm-hmm. What do you mean good? He had people that was on death row that they proved was innocent. Texas has truly the worst death penalty system in the entire country. They have a drive-thru. Huh? They have a drive-thru. Yeah. I, mean, I am pro-death penalty. I think it takes too long anyway. Well, they believe that they believe that maybe up to 20% of the people in Texas on death row might might not be guilty of a crime. Um, so, so, so anyway, he's he's his sentence is commuted to life. To life. He is about 64 years old on 2001, March 2001. They find him dead in his prison from heart failure. Um, he's buried at Captain Joe Bird Cemetery in Huntsville, Texas. It's an unmarked grave because people were vandalizing it. And, you know, his credibility was, was not great. He initially said he killed 60. Then he raised it to 100, then to 3,000. You know, then he was just going crazy. But they, they believe that um, they think it's roughly around 40, and a lot of people think that 40 is even high. 
But so, Henry wanted to be known, and, and, and he's kind of a cult figure because, you know, with this number of 3,000, with this number of 100, there's so many, you know, there's... You get on Netflix, you can find four different things on movies made about Henry Lee yeah. Lucas. And well, he's striving to be the best. And yeah, but they're all misleading. So yeah, because you know, he's making up half of it. Yeah, it's like the we did on. I mean, if you kill forty people, that should be enough to make you proud. You shouldn't have to embellish. Well, you that. should feel like you've done a good day's work. Yeah, but uh, it's like the dating game guy. Yeah. You know, he killed Rodney, far more people. Rodney Akala. Akala. He killed a lot more people than Henry Lee. Mm-hmm. He's smarter, better looking. I mean, if mm-hmm. I'm going to pick a serial killer, it's going to be him. Yeah. Henry Lee, he was, a, he was, you know, he was well, he was semi-literate and, yeah. and liked to bang dead animals. That's, you know, the colonel got and lines. And he, he, he had an illicit relationship with young uh, Mr. Tool. He, he liked Tool's Tool. He did like tools too. Evidently, everybody did. So, well, yeah, tool, tool. so two pretty sick individuals: Otis Tool, the serial killer who's who police believe is responsible for the death of young Adam Walsh and many others, and Henry Lee Lucas, who the police are um, suspect of killing at least forty people and maybe many, many more. Yeah. So that's pretty sick. Yeah. It's... Any uh, final thoughts, Colonel, on Henry? No, I mean he, he's he's a like I said he's kind of a cult figure. Now there's something I gotta I I did I'm, I'd be very remiss um, if I did not remiss. mention this. Um, yes, we will call you Susan. Hopefully we have. Her Let's back. put him in the dress and call him Susan. <laughs> hopefully we have young Brittany back soon um, to do yes, a, a, we a miss guest you, spot on a podcast. Now Brittany currently is on step ten of the twelve step program. Um, I'm not really sure what step that is. I don't but even know what program that is. It's the twelve step program. Which one? Huh? Which one? Well, I'd be violating HIPAA and everything else if uh, I told yeah, you that the girl had true. a drinking problem. Yeah. Um but I young Brittany it, had a birthday. Yes, she did. Actually today is young Brittany's birthday. Today is, is birthday. young Brittany's birthday. And uh young Brittany is still very, very young, Brittany. <laughs> she is. Um, and yes. it's going to be quite a while before she is called anything but young Brittany. We'll be dead. Uh, yes, we probably will. You and guys will. So we just want to give a quick shout out and say happy birthday to young Brittany. We miss you here. We We're looking forward to your return to the podcast. Absolutely and, are. And your sobriety. And and your we hope you complete your twelve step program. You know you don't remember what happened when you drink the tequila, so, you know, stay off of it, girl. Yeah, because, you know, I, I have a feeling we're going to all get group texts tonight about 4 in the morning from Brittany. Brittany, Brittany likes to give us, uh, keep us abreast. Brittany likes to make sure that we're not worried about her on Friday night. Yeah. Um, by telling us where she's at and what she's doing. But it's which always only, at 3 o'clock in the morning. Which only makes us worry about young what young Britney's doing. <laughs> so. I'm in Chicago and I'm drunk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. The girl will text <laughs> at you. At some I, festival. Yeah. <laughs> she she texts you from, te- from Florida. Then she texts you from Chicago. <laughs> the one common denominator is she's always drunk. Yeah. Um, she seems to find alcohol wherever she travels. Yeah, the girl, if she was... concerning since she's in a 12-step program. If she was marooned on a desert... If she was on Gilligan's Eye, she'd have a bucket full of rum all She'd the time. have some hooch. Yeah, she would have some hooch. 
Brandy, any final thoughts on Henry Lee Lucas, Lou, or the, um, Mr. Tool? No. Otis. 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 No. I think his parents stuttered. Do you think that was how? I think, Otis. I think that whole thing was just fucked up, and he was a huge liar. Susan was easier to pronounce, I guess. Well, you know, I some people agree. just don't know how to spell. Colonel, where can people find us? Well, they can find us... Um, any number of places, really. Um, the first place, the easiest place to find us, and if you really like history and, you, and you, you're kind of a history junkie. Then you should not um, listen to the us. The best place to, to find us is on our Facebook page because the uh, content is much richer. Superior. And superior, yeah. Um, and that is, the devil doesn't have, have a hand in that. So... Um, what? So you can find us on History Dweebs at Facebook. Look up History Dweebs. You can find us on Stitcher, but hell, nobody can ever find you on Stitcher. And you can find us on iTunes. And um, if you find us on iTunes, leave a review. Leave a review for us. If it's a, uh, even if it's something you don't like. Now, if it's something where you're just being an asshole and saying all oh, these guys suck. Well, no, then we're like, probably we, going to hack your account. Your credit card's going to get charged nah, up. You ain't going to. You're going to show we'll take, up at the bank. Who's he saying that stuff? We, 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 will, we appreciate any feedback. We don't appreciate feedback from people who are just being assholes. We get it from you. Yes. We appreciate oh, you, Colonel. True. No, you don't appreciate I don't believe you You're just being you. an asshole most of the time. And the Colonel, um, his contract is, is up for renegotiation. So um, we will be doing a podcast here soon, and you should hear, uh, well, Timmy's going to have to make it rain to keep the colonel. That's all I'm saying. We were hoping that, that we we didn't hear from Brandy yesterday, and we were hoping that she disappeared so we could do a podcast around that. And yeah, it would, on her disappearance. Yeah. That's so hurtful. <laughs> they showed up. Yeah, she did. She, she ruined it by showing up. Yeah, you so have one time cold. you can contribute to this podcast. Wasn't, wasn't nobody knew where Brandy was in uh, in middle of the day. She was, and actually, she was at. And unfortunately, this is radio, so you cannot see me doing air quotes. She was at a meeting. Um, and no, she was at lunch, at, or and then at lunch. Um, it wasn't allegedly lunch. It was actually lunch. Well, okay, but. But the air quotes still yes. remain. Mm. I stand by my air quotes. Okay, so check us out on Twitter. I mean, not Twitter because we're not there. Check us out on Facebook at History Dweebs. Uh, check us out at, on our website at historydweebs.com or on iTunes. Uh, on and iTunes. And please, for the love of God, say something nice about one of these two. They're starting to get like little... You know how... You know how you got if you got brothers and sisters, then it's always pretty clear which one the mama and dad like the most. Um, they're kind of like the two brothers and sisters that the parents don't We're like as much as me, and they're they're starting to turn the hostility outward. You know, usually the devil keeps her. Well, no, she can been sending it outward forever. Because you're Eddie flipping Haskell, everything is. You're such an asshat, and you get all of these accolades. <laughs> <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Well, I think he should wear a dress and we call him Susan at the next point. I think I'm just going to call him Susan for fun. I don't know. I don't think you can handle me in a dress. i got very nice calves. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, and join us next time on History Dweebs. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. 